coming up on Philosophy Talk. We say a work is not great unless it passes the test of time. And our life is constantly failing the test of time. Immortality and the afterlife. Why do people want to have life after death? Isn't one life enough? When we talk about the desire for immortality, we're really misnaming a desire for life. Our guest is Anne Ashbaugh from Colgate University. Immortality now permeates an important feature of our lives, right? Taking care of our of ourselves. Feel like I'm gonna die, Bart. We're all gonna die, Lee. It meant soon. So did I. Immortality and the afterlife. After the news. Welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything. Except your intelligence. I'm John Perry. And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of 91.7 KALW, local and innovative public radio for San Francisco. Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. And they migrate from that oasis of thought to this oasis of the air, and from the air to the internet via our blog. Our blog is buzzing today with activity. John's weighed in a bit. I've weighed in. We, we've got an invitation to you uh, to our philosophical shout out that's coming up. And also, of course, you can listen to our program via podcast as well. So, John, we're going to talk about the afterlife and immortality. Lots of philosophical issues. What's on your mind? Well, let me, let me make a number of quick distinctions here, and then I want to get your, your sense of, of what the afterlife is all about. First of all, we, we with respect to the word immortality, we ought to distinguish between what a lot of us I guess a lot of others, not me, want now, which is to live forever. Probably, Ken, your your generation, my generation, aren't going to see that. But 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 a lot of people think we we ought to just continue living on Earth forever, as opposed to immortality in the sense of living after death in heaven or hell or being reincarnated eternally. Afterlife just means living somewhere else or being reincarnated after we die. It doesn't really imply forever, but most people think of it that way. And then there are conceptions that, that really seem to involve uh, uh, an afterlife that, that really isn't much of a subjective life. You know, maybe you're recycled, like you mentioned on, on our opening tease, uh, or then there's what Whitehead called objective immortality. We live on and that our influence continues. But mostly... I guess what, what we're interested in is this idea of just living forever. Do you want to live forever? Well, I don't know. I think if, in the right circumstances, I mean, I think human beings, all, at least in the full flowering of life, always want more of it. Life is a darn good thing, so I'd love more of it. I don't know if I'd want to live forever in decline, and I'm not sure the afterlife, if it's heaven, might be kind of boring. What about you? What, what do you want out of an afterlife? You said you don't want immortality, but... You know, what really bothers me is, is the idea that when I die... Uh, presumably I'll have these children, grandchildren, maybe great-grandchildren, and then other things I care about, like like life on Earth and the ecosphere. I'll never know what happens to those things. It'll be like checking out of a movie when it's halfway over. Of course, my wife always leaves movies if they're too violent, and I suppose nothing's more violent than life on Earth. <laughs> yeah, right. But but still, that kind of bothers me. I'd like to kind of know how things work out for these people. You, you, you're you such a care, caring, caregiving person, John. You want to live as a kind of guardian 
guardian angel. You want to look over the people you care about and make sure everything works out for them. You know, that, that, and that's certainly one conception. And you don't care if it goes on forever. At, after a while, you'll stop caring. You know, I have to say, I think that this, uh, this vision of an afterlife is born of our desire for kind of human more immortality and we know we're not going to get it so we delude ourselves really I think we delude ourselves into thinking there's something beyond and we have all these different visions of what this uh, thing beyond could be and our roving philosophical reporter Zoe Corneli went out and talked to people about their different visions of the afterlife she files this report so the monk asked the Zen master what happens when you die and the Zen master says I don't know the monk said, what do you mean you don't know? Aren't you a Zen master? He says, yeah, but I'm not a dead one. My name is Blanche Hartman. I'm a senior Dharma teacher at the San Francisco Zen Center. For myself, I have to say that I'm agnostic about past and future lives. Precisely as the story uh, says, I do not have a personal experience of um, past and future lives. My husband, at a certain point, was cogitating about past and future lives, and he decided to go over to the Nyingma Institute in Berkeley to see what they had to say. So he said to the person, well, uh, if they're past and future lives, what is it that continues life after life? And the teacher said, never mind what continues life after life. What continues moment after moment? The Talmud begins to talk about a world to come, halom haba. It is not defined ever what it is. In fact, the Talmud has jokes. Um, the rabbis are asked once while they're studying, what will the world to come be like? And they say, it's just like this, but we won't have to go to the bathroom. I am Rabbi Peretz Wolf Prusan at Congregation Emmanuel in San Francisco. I am a Spinozan Maimonidean Talmudist in that I am fairly at peace that my ego, my identity, exists in the life I've lived. After I die, it would be impossible for it to continue outside of the life I'm living. There may be a new kind of spiritual entity, but it won't be me. It'll be different. So I fervently believe in this world, and I do have faith that there might be an existence after this life, but I may not be the I that goes into it. I am Father Daniel Nascimento. I'm the associate pastor at St. Anne's Church in San Francisco. We long for something more, you know, in our lives. Uh, and so that something more is the, the transcendence, um, the eternal, so immortality. In our faith tradition, we believe that after a person dies, our soul uh, returns back to the God who created us in love. I think of how when we were born in this life and uh, the image of uh, being born into eternal life, so all the people who've passed on, who have gone ahead of us, they're there also to celebrate our birth into eternal life. My name is Abu Hamza. This is the Atawhid Mosque. First, we say, Alhamdulillah, we're praying, we are not afraid of uh, death for one reason, because we pray and we follow the orders of Allah. 
Therefore, if we follow and do the right thing, and we are good to ourselves, to our families, to our neighbors, to our friends, and to others, therefore we will be rewarded. So if death comes, we will face it. We know that we did all this years, then this person will feel that it's time for me, it is logical. Uh, heaven is something that uh, uh, the human mind cannot uh, understand or comprehend. Um, it has every luxury that is a human soul can look for. So they will they will have pleasure forever. They will there will be nothing to do other than enjoying the immortality that God will give them. So uh, we're not afraid of death. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Zoe Corneli. You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.